welcome back to another episode of the Father's Blueprint. Thank y'all for tuning in, and without further ado, let's get into parenting after a separation or divorce. Alright fam, this is a tough one for me. At this very moment, I'm still actively trying to figure this out. My ex and I didn't have a lot of the adult conversations about important topics that most people probably should have before they start making babies and merging lives together. Because when we got together, both of us literally jumped from one relationship to the other. No time to heal, no time to work on self, and no time to address the baggage that we were bringing into that relationship. But that's a topic for another day. But one of the most important things we never had a conversation about was parenting and the relationships with each other's parents. Uh, We created a son and started making up our roles and co-parenting as we went along. But this works a lot smoother when you're together than when you're apart. Because after the separation or divorce, the difference in parenting styles seems to become amplified. And I don't think anyone gets into a relationship or a marriage thinking, okay, one day this will end. The plans made are generally always plans of accomplishing things together or experiencing things together. So when you're a couple, it's that. But when you end and the need for those difficult conversations such as how long should we wait before we introduce the kids into our next partner? Or how should we act as parents if we feel one parent or the other isn't doing what's in the best interest of the child. Those are significantly more difficult after the fact. And personally, I don't know anyone who talks about what should happen at the end of a relationship while they're happy in it. But parenting is definitely a conversation I recommend you have when you meet someone you see a future with. I didn't, and here we are. So my ex and I had a few discussions when she first told me she wanted a divorce back in April of 2021. We agreed Bryson was going to stay with me, and he does. We talked about me still being there for the two kids she had before me and a host of other things, such as how long we were going to wait until we introduced the baby into our next partners. Now, we came to an agreement. The expectation on both sides was there. But as one thing I overlook, and I think it's a common mistake that most people make, when you make decisions or agreements about something like this, generally speaking, people make those decisions based off how they feel in that moment. So when separation or divorce is new, you feel a certain way. But as time goes on, those feelings change. You see different decisions being made off different feelings. Now, I don't want to bore you with the specifics of what she and I talked about, but the way we agreed to things then is not how they play out now. And when it's different than what you expected or what you said would happen, then what? Okay, I'm going to tell myself a bit here, but this is what I did. So recently, I was made aware of a situation where the agreement we made to wait was, for a lack of a better term, violated. Uh, there were circumstances surrounding that, but to me, it didn't matter. Like This might be a flaw of mine, or it's probably not the best way to go about being a dad, but when it comes to my kids, I am fiercely overprotective of my little people. Logic is out the window. Emotions run high. It's, it's a thing for me that I'm aware of, and I'm, I'm working to overcome, but... I didn't on that day. So when I found out what happened, I was hot. I think the first message I sent was the calmest message of that whole exchange. And after that, it was straight guns blazing. And most people, when they feel attacked about something, their default mechanism is to attack back or defend their decision or defend their position. So we had a legit phone fight. I'm cussing and fussing. She cussing and fussing, nobody listening, nobody hearing. And I'm coming from a place of 
trying to protect my son and she thinking I'm just trying to control her life. Luckily, I was locked in my room during this exchange and Bryson was in his room watching TV, so he didn't hear the commotion. But anyway, the fight goes on um, and near the end of the fight, I end up saying some belittling things and then I hang up the phone. Okay, not two minutes later, I realized what I said. I called to apologize. She hang up the phone. Okay, fine. But even though I apologize, I'm still mad. So I called my mom. My mom was an emotional woman. She shares that same protective instinct. And she knows I'm upset and riled up. So she gets upset. She gets riled up. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. It got me messed up. <laughs> and then after I talked to her, I talked to my dad. And I swear, like, he should work on a hotline for help because he always give me the best perspective. He can help calm me down. He helps me see things differently. And he explains situations in a way that focus on more than just my part and my feelings about it. And that's one of the benefits of having both parents around. My dad is the ice to my mom's fire and it provides a balance that I grew up experiencing. So a few days go by and I've had time to reflect and think over the situation. And I think about what my parents told me and I'm like, Damn, I could have gone about this situation way differently. I definitely should have waited until my emotions calmed down. And I also should have talked to my support chain first. And I probably could have got a different outcome, but it happened the way it happened. And there's a lesson to be learned in that. So whether you're the custodial parent or not, I'm sure you want the best for your kid just like I do. And because of that, because of that wanting the best for your kid, our actions are emotionally driven, and that's not always the best thing. So what are your options when you and the co-parent can't agree? First and foremost, your kids are not a weapon or instrument that should be used to make someone do something or act a certain way. In my situation, this isn't the case, but I wasn't trying to control anything. But the protection I felt needed for my baby's safety and security required some sacrifice and sacrifices most parents will make on a daily basis. I also learned that you can't dictate or control the actions of somebody else. People will do what they want and show you who they are, but how you respond to that is your choice. But it's often a conflict between the idea in your head of who and how someone is or should be versus the reality of what they consistently show you. You got to let people be who they'll be and do what they do unless you feel like their actions are putting your child in uh, physical, psychological or emotional danger. Then there are services you can call for that. But even then, there's a better way to go about things than how I handled it. If you can agree on one thing, one thing, then parenting after a divorce or separation can be a lot easier. If you can agree to uphold the agreements put in place for the best interests of the child before your own wants and needs, then it doesn't have to be a struggle. And I'm not talking about like, I'll do what I think is in the best interest of the child. You do what you think is in the best interest of the child, but a unified plan. Hell, maybe even add something to your divorce filing so you have that legal documentation of reference in the event things fall apart. But I've learned it really helps if you can stay on the same sheet of music for the kids because they are the real victims in any separation or divorce. Parents are grown. They can live their lives and share happiness with somebody else, but a kid can't replace a parent or a sibling that they no longer get to see on a daily basis. And... Plus, being on the same sheet of music, you know, that means your kids can't hit you with the, I want to go back to my daddy house. or I want to go back to my mommy house just because they think it'll help them get their way. Kids will definitely pit the parents against each other. So in the midst of all of that, just focus on communication and consistency for the kids. This is.
the Father's Blueprint Podcast.